You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. I'm on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks with an S at the end, also at Locked On Brewers. So go check us out there with the show handle and my personal handle. Also on Facebook.com slash Locked On Brewers. The beat rolls on for the crew. They take the series against San Diego. Five to one, the final on Thursday, and the Brewers now are headed to well, Miller Park, but they're headed to a series against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. So that should be uh, interesting because the Pirates are not playing good baseball at all. So we'll talk all about that on the show today and also do the mailbag, answering some of your questions that you uh, uh, submitted uh, overnight and uh, also yesterday, uh, and we'll talk about that. So that should be a good time here on this Friday. The Brewers are absolutely rolling. They are the hottest team in baseball. They are now a game up on the Cubs who took an L in their game, their first game against the Cardinals at Wrigley Field, we'll also talk about that. What do you what do you want to see out of this series with the Cubs and the Cardinals? There's some certainly some differing opinions about what you'd like to see. Now that's fun fan fodder. Say that 85 times fast. But the Brewers have to take care of business, and they got the Pirates. Now the Pirates are a really woeful bunch right now. They've had an, a horrific second half. They've had a lot of uh, apparently uh, disarray in their clubhouse. And they've lost six in a row, and they, including those three monumental losses at Wrigley Field to the Cubs over the weekend when they just got blasted. I think there wasn't a game in which they gave up less than 14 or 15 runs, whatever it was. It was insane. Uh, it was like, you know, Little League. It was like <laughs> the Cubs playing a, a single-A team. And so the Mariners also swept the Pirates. And so Pittsburgh coming into Milwaukee, and, and you know, who knows? There's some pride there. There's got to be because they're pros. But you you gotta you gotta get the sense that if you can get this team down a few runs early, that you know you have an easier time. Not to say they'll completely mail it in, because I hate it when people say that. You know they'll say, well, you, you get a team down early, they'll give up and they'll roll over. Eh, I mean that does happen, you know, from time to time for sure. Uh, but the second you believe that, then that team that's rolling over, so to speak, maybe they're down four runs and they get a couple runners on and get a rally going. All of a sudden, you know, they're not rolling over. And I, I've just seen that happen over and over when you, maybe the rollover happens when you're not predicting a rollover, <laughs> you know, when you're not expecting it so much. So anyway, just a thought there, but Brewers have got to keep the pressure on, keep the focus on and get it done, take care of business against the Pirates over the weekend because the road trip, though against teams that they're, they're certainly beatable to finish the season, is not going to be easy. 
you know, with all the, the pressure of a pennant race. You'd rather be at home over the last six games. So you really have to take care of business while you are at home and take advantage of what should be some great home crowds over the weekend here in Milwaukee because this is fun, right? I mean, it, it's uh, it's quite a run, and I think the fans, you know, you had 30-plus thousand in attendance every single game during the week in September with school and everything uh, going on at Miller Park, and now i got to believe you'll have – you know, some sellouts and some really good crowds and, and electric crowds over the weekend here at Miller Park. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's at least what we're hoping, right? And hopefully the Brewers deliver. So we'll do the mailbag. We'll talk about that uh, series against the Pirates. We'll recap game four in the win to take three out of four against the Padres. That's what's going to make up today's podcast. Uh, make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get your favorite to get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Three up, three down. Yep, three up, three down. We do it every time the Brewers play a game. Take your three best moments, take your three worst moments, or themes or things about the game. Very broad. <laughs> I, just, I make the rules as I go, and uh, it's my show. You know, I can do that. I got a little too excited about my show there. Anyway, uh, the first up goes to Jordan Lyles. Because he pitched very, very well. You know, he looked dominant again at times uh, through that game. The curveball's really working well. And it, it's, you're starting to get some of the recognition because, you know, we're at the point now where we can. I had said earlier after his first three or four starts, well, let's see how he does through the month of September. And he's he's been absolutely fantastic through the month of September. You know, he's got, uh, what, one start left now, you'd think, uh, down the stretch here for Lyles, maybe two. Uh, you know, as, as far as the rest of the regular season goes. And he's done very, very well, and you, you're starting to feel very confident when he gets on the mound. And he also statistically is the best. They pointed this out on the broadcast yesterday. He's now ERA rise anyway, the best midseason starter acquisition for anybody in the league. He tops Zach Grinke in Houston. Isn't that something? You know, with David Stearns and what he did. Now, are you going to make the argument that you'd rather have Lyles over Grinke? Probably not because it's just, you know, a a small sample size, as we love to say. But this still is, you know, worth mentioning that Lyles has been a very big midseason acquisition and the most surprising. Grinky made sense, still makes sense. Lyles uh, didn't make any sense at the time the Brewers got him. Maybe it's uh, (laughs) a testament to what's going on in Pittsburgh that uh, not only did, you know, he, he have an awful ERA with the Pirates. Pirates have completely tanked the second half of the season, and Lyles has is, is come to Milwaukee and become a really, really good pitcher. And again, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about with Jordan Lyles in the offseason because he doesn't figure to get a major offer, right? And we don't have to go down that road right now, but he's a guy the Brewers could bring back and, you know, probably should at, at a, any kind of reasonable price. So uh, he, do, he goes four and two-thirds yesterday and, uh, and again, really good, only gives up the one home run, but he was outstanding. Second up. Uh, scoring early and then tacking on, right? You love to see that. That's every manager's dream uh, when you're talking about about your ideal offensive game, knowing that you're not going to score 10 runs a game. You know, if you can get four or five runs by punching a few across in the early innings and then tacking on later, that is just that consistent momentum uh, of, of some offense that continues throughout the game. That's what the Brewers did yesterday. They got single tallies in uh, three innings and then a, a – uh, you know, Little League home run, which I'll get to, uh, by Trent Grisham to, to add the other two, which is my third up, uh, Trent Grisham's Little League home run, because that was fun. <laughs> you know, I just point that out. Uh, Little League home runs, 
they're the best thing about Little League, right? Sometimes you don't need a, a triple or a double to get a home run. You just need a single, and you let the defense go to work, and you you have a you know one of your better players circle the bases. That's the magic of Little League. I don't know if magic's the right word, but it's fun. And sometimes you see it happen at the big league level, and that's even more fun because you're, you're laughing a little bit because grown men who are the best in the world uh, make errors and allow a guy to score. So Grisham hits a double to the gap. The throw comes home. The run scores on an errant throw, uh, but the catcher still fields the ball. Now Grisham on that throw, seeing that it's high and, and outside a home plate and that it's not going to be able to cut off, he goes to third. And then they try to get him at third, and the throw sails uh, past the third baseman, and Grisham scores, uh, and that's fun. <laughs> so, and it really sealed the game for the Brewers because it put them up 5-1, and uh, you know, it made you feel really good in that sixth inning that they, they were going to be just fine the rest of the way. Uh, and you know, putting the pressure on uh, the Cubs and Cardinals, that was good. Uh, the downs, uh, the short start by Jordan Lyles. And this time it wasn't due to... Uh, pinch hitting. Uh, Craig Council, it was a little disturbing in the fifth, and this happens sometimes. We see it happen where he just lost the feel for his electric curveball, and he started throwing the, the you know pitch way up high. It wasn't breaking, uh, and he got a couple runners on, but then he recovered to get a pop-out, and what I liked about it was that he was pissed that Craig Council came out to take him out of the game. You know, I do like that. I think Council probably likes that, too, because you want the competitor. And part of me wanted to see him finish the inning. Uh, you know, wanted to see him finish the inning because he could probably have gone out for the sixth as well and had a nice long start for the Brewers. So it's a downer, you know, that he, he isn't able to do that. Uh, the good news is Freddie Peralta comes in, gets the out, and then pitches another scoreless inning for the Brewers as, as part of their scoreless effort yesterday by the bullpen. But uh, I just wanted to see it from Lyles. You know, you, you, you want to see this guy kind of become your number one pitcher along with Brandon Woodruff. And maybe Hauser either a one or a close behind second. And you're putting together a, a rotation that might have a shot here as we get down the stretch and into potentially the playoffs. So, anyway, just a downer that he only went four and two-thirds. Uh, the second down, one for eight with runners in scoring position. Brewers had some opportunities, but couldn't cash in more runs against the Padres, which you wanted to see, obviously. Now it didn't hurt them. They won five to one. And uh, you kind of figured, too, you've been conditioned, I think, to kind of think the Brewers aren't going to score a lot against the Padres because they didn't. They have some tough customers in the starting rotation, particularly against the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, the Padres do. But, you know, they've been really good in September, much better anyway, with runners in scoring position, and uh, not the case so much yesterday. Uh, so, you know, it, maybe that'll get better as you go along, but it just... Uh, you know, the rebound to what they've been in September, but it just wasn't there yesterday. Third down had to use Josh Hader. Uh, Ray Black got some runners on in the ninth. Uh, Craig Council wanted him to finish it out, but he had to turn to Hader. Now, it's not awful because Hader got a, uh, an, uh, the next batter out, and then he got a double play to uh, get a limited pitch count. But, uh, you know, you just didn't want to have to use him because you want him available. On the other hand, um, it's not the worst thing in the world because it's not like you're facing a team coming up that you, you feel like maybe you'll need Hater a lot. They should look for some lopsided wins. I mean, quite honestly, against Pittsburgh this weekend. I'm saying that, and maybe you know, you're know you yelling uh, at, at your podcast device saying, don't say that, Ben. Maybe, because I'm cursing things. But you know, you should see the Brewers maybe not have to use Hater a lot this weekend uh, to, to beat the Pirates. Hopefully that's the case because the Pirates are really – uh, having a tough go. <laughs> They're struggling a little bit. So, you know, what do you take away from, from this thing? Well, just, you know, taking care of business, right? Uh, the, the Brewers, 
this whole schedule thing, this whole thing we've been talking about where they made it through the tough part of their schedule and they were right there. Now they've got the quote-unquote easy part of their schedule, right? And they've got these teams that are beatable. You still got to beat them, and it's not easy in baseball. It doesn't always happen. Hence the you know two to one uh, game against the the Padres in the second to last game of the series on Wednesday, where they just faced a pitcher who shut them down. That can happen any given day in baseball, and it happens quite often. So even against bad teams, of course, you're not going to dominate them. And uh, the Brewers can attest to that. That happened in June when they, they went through this long stretch of not playing very good teams, and they didn't play well at all, and they had a bad record. You know, it happens, right? And maybe not that to that extent in June. If you're a good team, you shouldn't have that happen. But you certainly, from series to series, can have a bad series against a bad team. And last-place teams will sweep a first-place team. It happens quite often in baseball. So with the September pressure, you know, the Brewers are taking care of business, and they deserve some credit there. The Cubs lose to St. Louis last night, so they're game up on Chicago with nine to go, and you got to continue to put the pressure on, and you've got probably the worst team you'll play here the rest of the way in the Pirates, followed by the Rockies in the last series, and then uh, Cincinnati is a mediocre bad team <laughs> you know, that you're going to play uh, here coming up next week. So that's the takeaway for me is, is that they're just taking care of business here in September and against this portion of the schedule, and if they continue to do that, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. You know, there's no no question about it as far as I'm concerned, and that's uh, it feels good to to be able to say that. And there, you know, the division. We'll talk about it coming up in the mailbag section, but the division. I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens here over the weekend, Cubs Cardinals. But that first wild card spot where you can host a wild card game, well, that is definitely attainable. Brewers just a game back of the Nationals now, so uh, it should be fun down the stretch here. So we'll get to it. The mailbag section coming up. Got some good questions from the Twitter feed that I'll address and answer for you uh, coming up in just a minute in the mailbag section. And also we'll preview the matchup here tonight uh, between the, the Brewers and the Pirates and over the weekend and uh, and talk about what to expect here at Miller Park over the weekend with the Brewers and the Pirates. That's all on the way. You're locked on Brewers. Well, this obviously, like any weekend in the fall, is a good weekend to veg, to not have to do anything, or or if you're busy and you're doing a bunch of stuff, to just stay home and let Postmates take care of you. Why Postmates? Well, they're your personal delivery, for groceries, food, whatever, you know, kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates will deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. Postmates, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. So they're quick as well. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code Locked On. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCKED to get started. All right, time for our mailbag section of the program uh, today. We do it every Friday, the Friday mailbag. So just get in the habit. If you have brewer questions or you want to make them up or you want to try and stump me, uh, (laughs) 
throw me at Twitter at Lockdown Brewers, uh, which you have already today, which is good uh, for our mailbag section. So uh, let's get to it here as far as uh, what you wanted to know. Um, Trevin uh, tweeted in, said, would you rather keep Moose or Grandal? He's got a few questions. Also, what return from the ILR performance after acquisition has impressed you the most? Uh, so let's start with Moose or Grandal. Now, that's a tough question, I think, for all of Bruin. I mean, the Hearts, you know, just because of the the type of player he is uh, and the fact that you can, you know, say Moose and, you know, the announcer can say, they're not booing, ladies and gentlemen, they're saying Moose. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like John Kuhn with the Packers, remember? Uh, people love Mike Moustakas, and I love Mike Moustakas. I get it. He's been a joy to watch since he came uh, midseason last year, and then, of course, Brewers got him to re-sign for a year. Uh, this is interesting. You know, a few months ago, I would have said slam dunk that that Travis Shaw is going to be the option at third base because that's the way. When, when David Stern signed Mike Moustakas, he wanted some extra offensive punch. Keston Hero was still theoretically a year away in the minors. And they could uh, transition their infield a little bit, have shot third, Moose play second. Moose was willing to do it. And it was going to be a hunky-dory season with a lot of slugging percentage and power on the Brewer infield. Uh, that didn't work out that way because Travis Shaw went into an epic slump that, you know, really no one could have seen coming. And it's lasted the entire season, and he hasn't been able to get back on the field. Okay, so here we are. What does the organization do now? You've got two more years of club control with Travis Shaw. These are just the realities of the situation, right? And... You don't have a viable catcher, really, uh, in the system right now, save for down at double-A where you've got two of them. And they're, you know, a couple of years. Or I'm sorry, is it high-A? Maybe it's high-A. I got a uh, – yeah, it's high-A. So they're a couple years away at least, either of these guys. And you don't know if they're going to pan out because it's hard to see a – you know, you just never know when a catching prospect is going to pan out. Uh, so they've got a couple, but they're a couple years away. So the situation sets up – that if the Brewers believe that this thing with Travis Shaw is just a, a year slump and it's it's bad, but he'll recover and he'll be the guy who hits 30, you know, 35 home runs a year and plays a really good defensive third base, uh, and again, in other words, returns to form, if they believe in that and they want to take that bet and maybe sign another infielder that could play third just as a backup in case for less money, they'll probably move on from Mike Moustakas. I think that's what's going to happen. You need a catcher. And, you know, Moose, $10 million this year. Grandall, 17 I might be a little off on those figures, but very close. Grandall's probably going to command between 25 and $30 million a year. It might work out. You know, if you if you let Moose walk and you make an effort to re-sign Yasmani Grandall to a three- or four-year deal or whatever it's going to be at that rate, then you've got a catcher moving forward. And Grandall, I mean, you, you cannot find another catcher on the free agent market or in your system, at least for a while, like Yasmani Grandal. And he's a guy who likes Milwaukee. So I believe, and without any evidence whatsoever, that there's a shot to retain Grandal on a multi-year deal, and I think the Brewers should do it if they can. And so who would I rather keep? Both. <laughs> who would I rather keep, though, if I had to choose? Grandal, just the way the situation works out. And I say that loving Mike Moustakis and loving what he's doing. Uh, and so I know that, again, I think Brewer Nation's hearts are probably with Moustakas, although Grandal's been really good. I mean, he's hard not to like as well, right? Uh, he might not be as, I don't know, as, uh, as I don't know, attractive to the fan base as Moose, but, you know, he's been really, really good this year. 
and uh, and worth keeping. So that's what I would say to that. Uh, again, to your second question, uh, Trevin, about which return from the ILR performance after acquisition has impressed me the most. How can you go with anyone but Jordan Lyles, right? The the acquisition. I mean, just what he has been able to do. Uh, he's only had one bad start. After, again, when they got him, I, when the Brewers got Jordan Lyles, I thought he was going to be a bullpen piece. I thought because he had struggled so much as a starter, they could move him to the bullpen like he did you know, with the Brewers in 2018 and be a, a help down the stretch. And at the time, it seemed like the Brewers needed more help in the bullpen. Well, you know, because of injuries right around that time to Brandon Woodruff and, and Jolie Chassin, he moved into the starting rotation, and he's, he hasn't looked back. I mean, he's been absolutely great. And so it, it's got to be Lyles. I mean, there's been some other candidates. You know, Ray Black has come over and done pretty well, uh, you know, and it's it's been impressive to see. But, look, Lyles is, is pretty much the guy when it comes to that question. Uh, Noah tweets in, says, who pitches in the wildcard game? Well, I looked at this, Noah, and I, I looked at the schedule, you know, sort of turns through the rotation here down the stretch for the Brewers, and it lines up. And, again, off days can – you know, change this if if Craig Council wanted them to, but Jordan Lyles would line up to pitch in that game. You know, potentially Adrian Hauser could as well, uh, and maybe even Brandon Woodruff if he if he messes with the off days enough. But Woodruff is a guy who's not going to be even yet by the time the playoffs roll around. He won't be back to being able to to you know go 100 pitches into a game yet. They're going to have to work him back through and now he might start on Sunday he, he did say he had a sore arm after his first start so the, the starter for Sunday's game as we sit here today is TBD to be determined for the Brewers uh, it would be Woodruff if the rotation kept the way it was but it also could be Geo or they could do the same thing they did last time with a combination of Woodruff and, and Geo to get you through five maybe six innings in that game uh, but you know again the way it lines up with the off days, as you kind of count through the the schedule, Jordan Lyles can pitch in that wild card game, and he can probably do it if the Brewers don't have a tiebreaker. He to play, he could do it on uh, an extra day rest, which is which is good. Now, if they have a tiebreaker, I think it lines up with Lyles that he would be pitching on his normal rest, so uh, that would work as well. And so either the tiebreaker or the wild card game would be Jordan Lyles. But we know what's nice about this whole thing is that you have Hauser and you have Woodruff. And so you have a few guys that, unlike last year when you really only had Shasin that you were confident in as a starter, and Miley, I should say, Shasin and Miley, you have three guys that you're pretty confident in, you know, this year. And they're not all aces, but they're, you know, they can be pretty good. And so that makes you feel better as far as any kind of playoff series the Brewers might get themselves into, uh, you know, whether they win the division or whether they win the wild card uh, game and have to go to a series. So uh, that, that does feel good. But I think it lines up for Lyles to answer your question in the wildcard game, and that's the best-case scenario at this point, the way he's pitching you know, for the Brewers. Finally in the mailbag, Josh Hader's hair. Always love it when Josh Hader's hair tweets at me. He says, hey, Ben, would you think me mad? <laughs> Maybe I should say that in the British accent. Would you think me mad to say, the, uh, to say forget the wildcard, let's shoot for the division title? The ride continues, he says. Uh, no, not mad, but I don't think you forget the wildcard. <laughs> You know, look, you just you win, right? You win and you see how it plays out. I, the the players aren't saying, "Well, we're only going to win, you know, five of our last nine and get the wild card, rather than eight of our last nine and get the division." No, it all depends on what the Cardinals do. And you know, there's a chance the Cardinals could really whoop up on the Cubs. I mean, I'm I'm kind of feeling that now. Maybe I'm wrong, 
And this gets to the the kind of the question I teased earlier in the podcast of what would you want to have this weekend? What do you want to have happen? I was getting in the discussion with some people yesterday about, you know, what do you want to see the Cardinals and Cubs series do? And I said 2-2 two, two, and the Brewers went all four during that time. You know, that, that the, the Cardinals and the Cubs split and the Brewers went all four of their games. Then the Brewers would be two games up on the Cubs and just a game back of the Cardinals uh, heading into the final six games of the season. Then everything's in play. Uh, and so, you know, that would be nice. You know, I would go for that. Some people would say they want the Cardinals to sweep the Cubs and just knock the Cubs out. But then you have virtually no shot at the division, right? Because the Cardinals do play the Cubs three more times, but it's in St. Louis. And uh, and so they would really be in good shape. Uh, or maybe if the Cubs, now you got a game up on the Cubs, maybe the Cubs win the final three games of the series and the Brewers sweep and then you're tied with the Cardinals. A lot of scenarios here. Uh, I don't think the Cubs are going to win the final three games of the series. It just doesn't look good. I know they came back and tied it last night, but for most of that game, they were pretty much dominated by St. Louis. And the Cardinals are playing really well. And the Cardinals are, you know, the best team in the division right now. They just are. I know the Brewers went down and took two out of three, but all told in the second half, the Cardinals have been the best team in the NL Central. And they're the team, honestly, that most deserves to win it. Now, this doesn't mean I want them to. doesn't mean I wouldn't take in a heartbeat the Brewers – you know, overtaking them and winning the division, that'd be great. That'd be a wonderful memory <laughs> to have. And you wouldn't, you'd avoid a one game, you know, wild card scenario. You'd go right into a division series. But I think the the best thing as a fan that I'm looking for from the Brewers standpoint is how do you get that number one wild card spot? You're in position to be able to do it with your schedule. Um, and I think that's more realistic. Again, we'll talk on Monday, right? We'll know a lot more on Monday. So uh, that's what I'm saying. You're not mad to, to want to say, uh, damn the wild card, full speed ahead for the division. But again, you don't have a lot of control over it. All you can do is win the games in your schedule. Brewers are doing that, and they stand a good chance to continue to do it here uh, for the final nine games of the year. So, Brewers against the Pirates tonight. Chase Anderson on the hill for the Brewers against Stephen Brault for Pittsburgh. Now, the the Brewers have seen Brault a lot this year. Just like any divisional opponent, you'll you'll have this happen where you see a lot of the same pitcher. Brault making his fifth start against the Brewers. Now, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in his previous four starts, but in most of those starts, he also hasn't pitched too deep, Only really only pitching into the fifth inning in most of those starts. So we'll see what the Brewers can do. Brault on a slump right now. You know, I never feel comfortable when a guy has is, is pitched terrible in his last two starts because he's due for a bounce back. But having said that, he allowed 10 earned runs his last time out in Wrigley. That was part of that massacre the uh, the Cubs over the Pirates last weekend. He allowed 10 earned and 5 earned against the St. Louis Cardinals his previous outing. Uh, so his last two starts, he's allowed 15 earned runs combined in about seven innings. It's not pretty for Stephen Brault. And so we'll see what he uh, see what he brings against the Brewers here, who are very familiar with him. And, of course, the Pirates are very familiar with Chase Anderson. He's made several starts against the Pirates as well. So no lack of familiarity tonight at uh, Miller Park. But it's going to be important for that offense to to get a few runs early and and uh, tack on. And, and the Pirates are down uh, and looking for, you know, if, again, the, the dangerous thing is if the Pirates get off to an early lead, then, you know, they start to perk up. And they're pros, like we said. Sure, they're looking terrible right now. Sure, they've been awful in the second half. But they're still, they've still got some professional pride. And they're going to want to win a game. They want to play spoiler. So you've got to hit them early, you know. Uh, that That's the best scenario. It doesn't necessarily mean if you get down early by a couple runs, you're going to lose, but the best case scenario is to get up early. Now, I'm not saying anything that's not true the entire, you know, all season long. You always want to get the early lead, but 
might be more important here in in this weekend series. So should be a, a great time. The Brewers are going with uh, Chase Anderson tonight and then Zach Davies tomorrow, and then we'll see. It, it would be Brandon Woodruff if he's good to go on Sunday, uh, but we don't know yet as of the time we're taping this. Now maybe Craig Council announces that pregame today, but we'll see. So looking forward to it. Going to be a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday. We'll have the state of the crew. We'll review the series against the Pirates. We'll talk about the final week of the season and the drama of the Brewers trying to get to the playoffs and uh, being in hopefully really good position to do so. So uh, looking forward to it. We'll talk to you again on Monday. You can always find me at Cheesehead Talks and at Lockdown Brewers, our Twitter handles, also Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. You can always go tell a friend about Lockdown Brewers. Maybe they can enjoy things here as we get really down to the wire in the baseball season. They can discover our great podcast. Uh, so thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. I'll talk to you tomorrow or Monday. I'm probably not going to talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you Monday when we deliver your daily Brewers fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's Milwaukee Brewers, yeah, yeah.